Meet Longs. Yo. <laughs> Yo, what was we thinking back then? Uh, I have no clue, man. We were wild back then, bro. Like, certain <laughs> things, man. Like... <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We're going we gonna to talk about that later. Because right. I know people that meet Long, what does that even mean? We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> All right, y'all, welcome back to the Morally and Intellectually Ingenuous, Sometimes Disingenuous podcast, where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous things. Now, at my last uh, last episode, I had my man on, Nick, my childhood best friend of 20 years. Really dope episode. Got really uh, a lot of good hits off of that, man. I'm glad. And his baby showers this weekend, which I can't wait to go to, man, to support him. Uh, so y'all check that out. It's called From the Sandbox, one of my favorite episodes thus far. But this time, first of all, it's way past my bedtime right now. I usually don't mention what time I record. It's almost 930. It's 927. Yeah. I'm tired. I got to get up in the morning to go do the radio thing. But I'm making a, a, a sacrifice because I got my homie, my man Aaron on, dog. Yeah. You. <laughs> hey man, it's a pleasure to be here, man. For real. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I um asked Aaron to be on because Aaron's probably one of the only real wholesome guys that I know. Uh, and he's well, we're gonna get into his story in a little bit, but as far as I know, he's always remained wholesome. I think. <laughs> uh, we we we're gonna see. We're gonna we get into that. We gonna we, <laughs> we gonna get into that. <laughs> uh, nah, man. Me and Aaron. Uh, just a little backstory: how we met each other. I met Aaron. I think my freshman or sophomore year. And if y'all listen to the episode with Amber, I actually met uh, Aaron through her. Or whatever, and me and Amber know each other freshman year, so I think yeah, we met each other back then uh, at college, University of Maryland Eastern Shore, and um, you know used to hang out with said Chris, Chris yeah, and Jeremy at one point, yeah. Um, nah, man, we used to hang out with all those guys, and of course, um, you know my line brother Steve, who was on here, um, and Aaron, um, you know he I crossed five beta sigma fall eleven, he crossed cap alpha side fall twelve. So, you know, that kind of like made us closer in the Greek community, man. And he's always been a dope dude. So I had to um, ask him on. He's the only guy I know personally that married his college sweetheart. I had a college sweetheart and it. <laughs> well, <laughs> like I said, he's the only guy I know that married his college sweetheart. So, you know, he got a few little ones now, man. It's, it's really dope, dog, to like and y'all hear me say this all the time. It's always amazing to see like your childhood friends and guys that you grew up with like doing amazing things. But I'm gonna let it off to him, man. But uh, what's up, dog? How's everything? Man, everything is everything, man. I can't complain. Yeah, I feel like I'm in like a season of blessings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But season of blessings come with being busy, so it, it, it's 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 hard sometimes to focus on the blessings. You know what I mean? But being busy right. is good. So being blessed is even better. So I can't complain, man. Yeah, man. Um, that is, I don't think around the time we were coming up, you know, on the shore, we we understood the uh, importance of uh, uh, blessings and how they how they're bestowed upon us, you know, um, you know, and I, I know we're like the same age. So this is going to sound a little weird, but it's like you're one of those one of those ran those is random situation rare situations sorry not random rare situations where like i look up to a person that's the same age as me because you know you got everything that i aspire to have man you know you got the wife i'm looking wrong i got the apple in my eye right right we who was on here too <laughs> <laughs> um but you know you got you got the wife you got the kids man everything is cool dog and like you know i remember um i don't know when it was i know it was recently uh, you posted this uh, collection of stories on your Instagram on how you met Day, dog. And it was just, I think that was like the final straw. I was like, no, I got to get him on here, man. Because like, <laughs> that was, man. we can start, we're going to start before that. But I just had to throw that out there. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, you know sure. what I mean? And um, even uh, during homecoming, man, I Aaron was the only one that brought his wife and his kids. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, 
That is what we call a family man. <laughs> for sure, bro. For that sure. is what for we sure. do. Because a lot of fellas are coming to homecoming without the apple of their eyes. <sighs> for sure. Scouting. Yeah, and bobbing for apples for their eyes. <laughs> you know. No, nah, man, just catch me up a little bit, man. How's everything since, like, you know, since college up until now, man? Oh, man. Where to start? Let me start from, you graduated, what, 2013, 2014? Yes, sir. All right, so a lot's changed since then, man. So um, let's start with meeting day, if you don't mind. You know what I mean? Hey, just, man, it's your story, dog. I'm just here, yeah, you know, sure. I'm listening. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's crazy. I mean, um, I feel like going to college, going to UMES, it changed. That I feel like that is like literally one of the defining moments of my life, in a sense, if that makes any right. sense. Um, like a mm-hmm. butterfly effect, I feel like that one decision changed the trajectory of my life in that aspect. Um, mm-hmm. so let's talk about day, man. So yeah, let's talk mind, about it. Let's talk about <laughs> that, man. So let, let's talk about this, man. So when I was in college, I took I took academics seriously, but I didn't take it too seriously. So like the first like week of school, I would never really go to class because I hated just sitting there and talking about the syllabus. Like, all right, you know, whatever. <laughs> so the first day of class, I did not go. I did not go. But the second mm. day, the second time they actually held class, I always sat in the front because, again, I didn't like distractions. I was actually really about getting my work done. I'm sitting in the front. And then all in comes walks this girl. And I'm like, there's literally we're in a lecture hall. Right. And we probably had 30 students tops in our class. And the lecture hall holds about 80 or 90. <laughs> yeah. She literally sits like two a seat away from me. I'm like. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? So anyway, as the, as the semester progresses, you know, we end up getting closer or whatever. She's like, hey, you should take my number. Like, so I'm like, cool, whatever, whatever. You know, a couple weeks go by, like probably two weeks go by. And I hit her up. I'm like, hey, Dave, what's up? This is Aaron. She literally responds, what do you want? Like, <laughs> like, so mind you, mind you, I'm a very at this point, I'm a very I'm a very decent guy at this point. You know what I mean? Right. So when I text her, it's on the weekend. It is Saturday. It's like 10 a.m. in the morning. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not like I'm off some like a 1 a.m. type. Hey, what's up? Yeah, what yeah, yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Like, oh, you know, I'm not really doing anything right now. You said text you. Cool. Right. So it's like, all right, dang, like, you know, I don't remember what I said to her after that. But the conversation was very short. So I'm thinking that's really odd. Like, you know what I mean? Like you maxed out on me for no reason. Um, (laughs) So the semester progresses. We get really close. You know, I start walking her home from stuff, from school classes and stuff like that. But we're still very platonic in that aspect. The relationship is not not even reaching any romantic type of tension. Right. Right. So during the summertime, you know, um, I'm dropping my sister off. She went to a hair appointment somewhere like around like Chevrolet or like, you know, in that part of uh PG. I remember Day right. saying like she's from Landover. I'm like, all right, bet. Let me hit her yeah. up. So I'm like, hey, Day, what's up? You know, I'm close to you know where you stay at. You know, we should link. Not those exact words because no one really said link back then like that. But uh, <laughs> we, we, we should spend some time. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. Um, and it was and it's and still it wasn't off no like you know, hey, what's up, girl? You know, I'm trying like whatever. It was off some like, hey, you know, I got time. What's up? We could, we could, we you know, we can, we can see each other. She's right. like, oh, I don't, I don't live in in, in Landover. I'm like, okay, um, that's what you said. She's like, yeah, I live in Waldorf. So I'm Damn. like, yo, like that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. That's a big difference. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. this is the, this is the thing about it. Like when I first met her. She had like a perm and whatnot. I'm not saying anything about that, but you know, at that point, <laughs> I was very like, you know, fight the power, like yeah. you know what I mean. So I thought, I thought, yeah. oh, you one of those type of, you know, Columbia type girls. And I say Columbia type girls, because like I feel like Columbia black girls, they'd be like, Yeah, I'm black, but I'm not cool around. I don't know how to hang around black people. Like, not even you said, like, you're stupid not- question. When you say Columbia, do you mean Columbia, Maryland, or Columbia? Yes. Like, no, no, no. Columbia, Maryland. Yeah. Oh, okay. Columbia, right. Maryland. Like, I feel like those girls have like this always this type of like, yeah, I'm black, but like, I had to get used to hanging out with black people. Like that type of feel. <laughs> and so I was like, oh man, she wanted them. Yeah. But she ended up being complete opposite, which is really hilarious. Right. But when she told me she was from Waldorf, I'm like. It's making sense now. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, something not right. So I didn't even I didn't even hit her up for the rest of the summer. Like I was dead. It was dead. It was curtains for her. Yeah. But um <laughs> the following semester is the semester I end up pledging. 
right? Right, right. So you know how that go. Yeah. Um. So when I see people in the yard, it's like it's it's quiet. It's quiet. But when I see, her, I'm like, hey, what's up, Dave? Blah blah blah. I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you. I would say that like literally every single time I saw her, but I really would mean to hit her. But there's just so much going on. It's just like whatever. I forget. Yeah, you big man so, on campus now, man. So, but the thing about it is yeah. every time, like, so the funny thing about it is when I was still, you know, in the process, I saw her at Food Line one time with her best friend. And she's like, I looked, I looked like I've been through the fire, bro. I'm not even lying to you. <laughs> and I was on a mission, urgency, right? So right. she rolling, she looking and she whispering to her friend, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's him right there. And I'm like, hey, what's up, Day? I was like, you know, I got to go, but I, I, you know, I hit you up. After a while, she was. It got to a point where she's like, "You want to say? You ain't gotta say that no more. You ain't gotta say that no more." So when when it comes time to probate, you know, I, I text her like, "Hey, you know, you got a probate today. You know, you should you should slide through whatever. You know what I mean?" Blah, blah, blah. I invited her. Oh, so she didn't know. Obviously, she didn't know that you were. She didn't know anything, man. Right? Okay, you know, okay. I, I took that seriously. Right. I still take that seriously to this day. I feel like I, I do not like pillow talking in that aspect. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Only when I was given permission to even do that, that's when right. I did it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so she came off the humble, you know, she came with her friend, I was like, blah. And I feel like that moment kind of changed a lot. Um, yeah. From that moment, we kind of got started getting closer. And it was still platonic, but we got time to actually catch up because I wasn't online no more. Right. So, uh, make a long story short, it was crazy how we actually started being interested in each other. Um, I don't know, most people don't know this about me, but my dad's a preacher, right? And right. the funny thing about it, you brought up like being like, you know, wholesome, blah, blah, blah. And I went through a season where I definitely was like that guy. I was actually a really great guy. But I also went through a season where I was like doing what I wanted to do. And that's a part of my life I'm not necessarily proud of. But right. when I was tired of living that life, I was like, oh, it's like shortly after I crossed. I was like, you know what? I want to find my wife. Mm. And because I had just got out of a relationship that was very like on again, off again, on again, off again. Right. And that would be like. I would say consider, and no disrespect to my wife. Now I don't mean it's any disrespect to my wife. This was the first, the first my first like real girlfriend at college. You know what I mean? And not fresh in the ter- not really say terribly, but it was very all again, off again, on right. again, off again. After that, I was like, I'm done with that. Right. So I said to myself, you know, I'm gonna be celibate, and I'm gonna find my wife. Right. Mm, okay. So I, I kind of pledged that. I pledged that to the Lord, like you know, I'm gonna be celibate so that way I can truly f- see how I feel around yeah. someone without that sexual attraction. That makes any sense. So the funny right. thing about it, like, you know, spring semester rolls around and for some reason I'm like on campus. I live off campus. I live in Talent South at that point. Mm. And I'm like driving, you know, going towards clusters. I'm like, hey, I'm in the, I'm in the area, you know, like to see you. So she's like, yeah, come up. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm at the student apartment. So I go up to her room, you know, we talking. And again, I'm setting my boundaries. You know, she's sitting on the bed. I'm sitting in her, you know, sitting apartments is but so big. I'm sitting on, on like her chair. <laughs> Bringing back Ready. memories, man. Son, I'm, it's a box, bro. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we talk, we chat for like an hour. We just watching like, you know, ridiculousness. I don't know if you remember that show on MTV. I do. That was <laughs> yeah. our show. We at least watch it all the time. Yeah. And when I left, I went to go give her a hug. We never had hugged before. When I tell you when I hugged her, it felt like we kissed. It was really weird. Like, that type of emotion, like very like wow. tingly emotion. I've never felt that way about anybody. And it, it was very confusing. It was very confusing. Yeah. Cause like I've never even heard anybody never, say that. And and it was it's crazy because yeah. the thing about it, we never discussed that. And uh right. we were with hanging with uh, like another married couple we always show with. And we were we were talking about it probably like just three years ago. Mm-hmm. And when I um they were asking us about the same same thing, like how we met, and I mentioned it, and she was like, you're lying right now. I was like, no, I'm being dead serious. She's like, I felt this. I felt the same thing. I felt that same tingly, like emotion, like we had just kissed really weird. Um, so from that moment, it was, I kind of saw her in a different light that made me sense. Um, we went through another crazy year and a half before we started actually dating. Um, Mm. like boyfriend and girlfriend dating. And the reason why I did that too, because I mean, at that point, Again, I was I was celibate for a while and I, you know, slipped back into the old lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but I told myself that when we when she was officially my girlfriend, I didn't want anybody laughing at her.
What you mean laughing? Room. Like you know what I mean? Like uh, you know, people be like, "Yo, that's our boyfriend," but he be in my DMs or he be. Texting oh, me. I never wanted a, that. Oh, okay, right, you know right, I mean? right, I right, never right, wanted right, that because right, right. I felt like that's. That makes you look bad as a as a as a man. That's kind of how like from that moment, I told her like, I asked you to be my girlfriend. The moment I believed that you could be my wife, you know what I mean? Deep. So when we when we got in a relationship, it was I was I was courting her at that point. Right. Um. So we got Juneteenth, twenty fourteen, is when we became boyfriend and girlfriend. Um. Mm-hmm. The day, uh, February 19th, 2016, got engaged. Juneteenth, 2016, we were married. So, wasted no time in that aspect. Uh, so, yeah. we dated for a year and a half, and then we got married in two years. So, two-year window from being boyfriend and girlfriend to being married. And I feel like that's one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got three kids now. Yeah. Um, which I can't was, believe. <laughs> I can't believe anything, man. Like, yeah, I can't yeah, believe yeah. it. Three um, kids, man. I still remember uh, uh, pardons at uh, parties at Arden's and all of this stuff, man. And I'm, I'm talking saying, to you now. Got a wife and three children. It's crazy. Like you know, yeah. I think about that all the time because working at the university still. Right. I drive past Talons North and Black, the old Sigma house right there. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Crazy. And the crazy thing about it, y'all house, y'all house, of course they had parties there, but y'all used to have like genuine kickbacks. Yeah. And I'm talking yeah. like, it'd be kickbacks really where it wasn't like, to be a Greek house is surprising because it would be kickbacks that really weren't necessarily like, you know, drinking and, and, and drug related, it'd be game nights. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be like game nights and stuff like that, which is crazy. Yeah. I think I even remember one time, like they had like study sessions and because like, I lived there. Right. You know what I mean? And I never forget this. Um, we was in the living room because we're going to get back to what you were saying about you and Day. But uh, I remember we were sitting in the living room, right? And our, and our house was just like the part was just the spot where, and remember right. the Alphas lived across the street. You right, know what right, I mean? right. So like it was like a whole little thing. And I remember one night it was like one of them cool like spring summer nights or whatever. And we had the back door open and, you know, Steve was just playing music and we just downstairs is chilling, studying, whatever. And then like a group of people just walked through the back door and it was like, oh, what's good, y'all? We was like, yo, who are y'all? <laughs> right? And it was like, oh, man, ain't this ain't this, this ain't this is where the Sigmas live. We was like, yeah, but this. Ain't. And next thing you know, dog, it turned into this whole party. Like that's how it would start. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just yeah, man. It was uh, it was memories, dog. Like it's crazy, man. I was never there I mean? half the time because you know I was a little, you know, I was in a in a relationship back right. then. And, <laughs> you know, people know about my story already, but like yeah, no, nah, I I I was yeah, whatever. But anyway, this ain't about me. This <laughs> uh, no, man. You um, God, man, you touched on so much stuff, dog. Like I didn't even know that was like the journey for like how you met um you know first of all like to be in college and to say i'm looking for my wife back i didn't really start saying that until maybe about two three years ago in my late right Right. you know i was like okay all right like because like you you know what i mean i i live that lifestyle too where you rapping all these joints and this, that, and the third or whatever. And like, you know, that's, that's, that's me. And you've always kind of been alike in that sense where it's yeah. like, man, you know, I'm good off that, you know? Right. And, but I didn't know it was back in college that, you know, you were yeah. looking for the, looking for the other half, man. And I don't know too many men, you know, to hell too many people that were really women too, like who were on that, who were thinking about that. Cause it's college. Especially yes. with you being Greek, like <laughs> you and know, that, that's a, that was really a tough, a tough, a tough point of that as well. You know what I mean? Right. Because right. you always around influences, and you know, I always tell, I always tell my wife, when you let the dog out, it's hard to put the dog back in the cage for real. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is. Like it is. That was yeah. that transitioning back to who I wanted to be. That was right. a really tough time. Yeah, really tough time. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, you find yeah. a lot of impulses, a lot of hormones, all that. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. It's tough. And, you know, a lot of that of what I've learned, and I'm sure you can agree with this, you know, a lot of that um, are fantasies. 
You know what I mean? And like you and I both know the importance of like communication and and right, and, right. and and true romance. You know, fantasies don't do that. You know, yeah. uh, fantasies don't hold you at night. Fantasies don't, you know, help you take care of the kids. Fantasies don't do all of this stuff, man. So, you know, the way you talk about because and um, just just by curiosity, um, not curiosity, but by being random, you're she's a.k.a. right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, y'all um, like the perfect couple. <laughs> it was true. It was perfect, true, man. man. That's that's what's up, dog. But like, nah, real quick, man, kind of um another thing you said, like, how was it? Because I didn't know this either about you. Um, with how was it growing up, you oh, know, man. with your <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even finish the sentence. <laughs> you already know what I'm about to ask. How was yeah. it growing up as your father being a pastor, dog? I didn't know that about you. So when I was eight, my dad started his own church. You know what I mean? Um, so we left our old church. That was tra- like I say, tra- traumatizing is a very strong word. Traumatizing <laughs> is a very strong word, but it was very traumatic for me. Right. Because like at my old church, a lot of my family members went, and you know, and we lived at that point like an hour plus from them. And you know, so that means during the week you're not seeing your family like that. Um, right. So I'm talking like all my first cousins all went to that church and stuff like that. So it was always cool. Afterwards, we would see my great grandmother, my great uncle at the church. Mm-hmm. And that was like a routine. Um, you know, student, kids are very routine in that aspect. Um, right. They love routine, whether they realize it or not. Right. Um, so that coming to that, um, realizing that point, like, you know, that's not going to be a every every week type thing. It's a little bit different. But what makes it tough, man, is like being a preacher's kid in a in a white town is really tough because there's not a lot of black people around. So pretty much everybody knows everybody. And then like you're you're held to the standard almost of like not even being a kid, you got to be mature in every aspect. Right. And then you, I, I feel like it's, for me, I feel like it's important for you to let your kids be authentic. Right. And however they feel and however they want to be in reason, within reason. But I feel like when that's the case, people know who your parents are and what they do and they're highly respected. You kind of got to uphold an image of being wholesome or being whatever. And you're kind of left with having to, Having to, I'm not going to compare it to being like a celebrity kid, but it's kind of like that on a smaller scale. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, that's such and such kid. You know, he's the one that you're going to, you know, watch out for him. Like, or he's he should be doing this. It'd be like small stuff. People are like, what would your father think? I'm like, dog, like, you know what I mean? Like, let me, I'm a kid, bro. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. You know I mean? Um, but you know, so, go ahead, go ahead. No, go oh, ahead. no, no. It's, it it kind of reminds me. So the night I cr- we crossed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our Dean, uh, I'll never forget. We crossed 504 AM, right. November 20th. And I remember one of the things that my Dean said to us is don't, well, understand this is that when you go on campus tomorrow, after you probate and all this other stuff, like you're no longer going to be Spencer Bryant. You're no longer going to be this. You're no longer going to be that. You're, you, as he said it, your last name is going to be dropped. Right. And people are now going to look at you in a different light because you're a part of a different group now. And it's going to be a lot of pressure and it's going to because it's only a handful of Kappas. It's only a handful of Sigmas and handful of this. So like when you if and when, you know, you do something that makes you stick out, people are going to see it easier, you know, and it sounds similar. The reason why I bring that up, because it's I'm listening to you talk about being a pastor's kid. And it's like that same spotlight is on you because you're a part of a certain group. You know, and it's and at least, you know, I'm making a Greek comparison. You know, at least we were in college and we could handle some a little bit of pressure. But as a kid, (laughs) a child, it's a lot of pressure, man. It is, man. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. It it adds to a lot. It adds to a lot. Like, I feel like um, I feel like that added to a lot of the not say toxic traits I have. But one of the things I learned how to do at an early age was be sneaky, bro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, real quick. Hey, 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 hey. I wasn't gonna go into that. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't gonna go because I dated a previous kid once. And mm-hmm. you know, I did it because I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? I got a relationship with God, and then after we got to know each other, I said, What is this? Like, this ain't nothing. I should have read the fine well. print. You know what I <laughs> mean? <laughs> so, like, I was like, so I've heard that stereotype, and I really, I promise you, honest to God, I wasn't gonna go there because I didn't want to sound offensive, but like I heard that, like it is like that. Like you know, you gotta nah, be, yeah. Now nah, let me let me start, man. Any questions you got? 
Hit him. I'll be all right. I feel like people need to hear it though. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah, I hate yeah, the, yeah. The, the good answers. So like, yeah. What was, what was your question again? Because I want I want to answer. I mean, it, it was uh, more so like I guess it was more so a thought that I had because like I've heard of that stereotype oh, yeah. of like you know oh. preachers' kids and like being little 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 yeah. they out here. You know, what right, I'm right, saying? right. I mean, granted, granted, I mean. I really, I really, I really truly had not gonna say relationship with God as a younger kid, but I understood a lot of things just weren't for me. Like drinking right. and smoking never been my thing. Never been right. my thing. So right. I never had that that uh peer pressure to do it. You know what I mean? Right. That aspect. Um but women, that's always been a vice. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we have two peas in a pod, dog. You put and, you put some whiskey and weed in front of me. I'm like, nah. You put a, a yeah in front of me. I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, like, I'm gonna try it. I'm tr- so let me be yeah. let me be frank. Let me be frank. So like to keep it a buck, mm-hmm. I feel like the like for me again. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that because I mean I always I was raised that. Drinking and smoking was a sin, so I'm that I'm a strict Pentecostal yeah, of household. Of course, um, but this is what my logic was at um, premarital sex. I mean, I may be able to have sex regardless at some point in my life, so <laughs> <laughs> that is something that won't be, per, you know, uh, you know, uh, not pre, you know permissive yeah. as I get older. I'm gonna be able to do it at some point in my life, so who cares? You know what I mean? It's not gonna be sex forever. <laughs> So I was like, you know, it's, it is what it it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so in that aspect, I, I definitely got sneaky at an early at an early age in that aspect. Um, but even so, I, I wasn't very, I wasn't out here wilding right. in comparison to like what I guess high school standards were. You see what I'm saying? I wasn't right. out here like that. But to my parents, oh my god, man, my parents knew half of what I did, man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> same here, uh, dog. But same you know, here. I think that contribute. I think that contributed to my wild stage. Of course, wild stage in college, right? Um, so right. I felt like I played by the rules for the most part. Right, like I played by nah. the rules. I got nowhere, so I'm gonna do it my way. None no question, man. No question. I can remember, like, I didn't. My, you know, my parents aren't pastors, but they're very, you know, in depth with mm-hmm. their Christian walk and always have been. Um, but I grew up in a very, you know, sheltered household as well. And I can remember so sheltered. I can remember that my freshman year of college, this is a true story. My freshman year of college, right. I was walking to class to Wilson hall. Right. Mm -hmm. And then my mom is blowing my phone up. Right. And I was like, damn, what's going on? I was, I think I was like 17, 18. And she, I pick up the phone and she starts like yelling on the phone. Right. And she was like, What's good? I'm taking you out of that school. What are you doing? You're that, and I was like, "What? Like, what are you talking about?" And she was like, "I did not send you to that school to do uh, horrible things." And I'm like, "Mom, what are you talking about?" And she goes, "A lot of you not God struck me down as my witness." She says, I, "She goes, I found a contraceptive in your pants pocket." <laughs> <laughs> and you know what my you all know what my next response was? I said, "What's no. a contraceptive?" <laughs> <laughs> yo that's how sheltered i was is that like i did not a i did not know what that was and then two and in the fact and it, it, it was it was unopened and you hear my father in the background going woman let that boy go <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> and i say that to say just to, and I, did, I did, at that time i don't even think i lost my virginity yet which was the most hilarious thing about it right, right you know what right. i mean i don't even know yeah. like what a like you know and my point in saying that is to kind of add to your point about like that kind of added to our, you know, being promiscuous later in our in our early adult years is because we were very, you know, sheltered when yeah. it comes to that, you know. Yeah. I, my parents even gave, never even gave me the talk. The talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I, Air I quotes. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I feel like uh, I don't... I get it in their aspect, you know, but that's not the route I'm going to take with my kids because right. if not, who are they learning from? Right. You know, it's right. a scary thing right. in that aspect. And, you know, with technology, kids is, kids is 
getting into into adult things a lot sooner now, man. Man, they were, they, were, they, were doing, they were doing it then, but they're visually able to see adult things a lot sooner. Yeah, with us, we kind of had to like sneak out and do it, or like you know when BET Uncut came on, you oh, know it was three a.m. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you know that was like our only opportunity. Dude. Or if you didn't have, you know, if you had like cinema, maybe I'm just speaking for myself. Cause I was a little dirty <laughs> kid. Maybe when you had like Cinemax, you had to adjust the the lighting on the TV to see through the fuzz on the the static. But now I can remember my last job when I was still in law enforcement. I was on post with one of my uh, coworkers, real cool dude, and he was a single father. Well, sort of. Um, his, the the mom was in the life too, but I think the little girl mostly lived with him. And I remember he's going off on post, right? And I was like, "Yo, man, what's good?" And then, long story short, like. I f- he came across a video. I don't know how he did it. He came across a video of his like 12 year old daughter, like twerking on TikTok with one of her friends. And the mom was in the background and Man. she saw the whole thing. <clears throat> and like he was going off saying like, yo, like what is this? And me not having kids, you know what I mean? I can only put myself on the outside of the window looking at, you know, brothers like you or him you know, who have children and then like these kids are exposed to way much more than we ever were, you know? And it's just how how technology progresses is that like they can look and the thing is you can put, you can put stuff on your kid's phone and like block them from saying it, but who's to say they're not going to get on the school bus and look at their friend's phone where their parents not paying attention. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's tough. It's tough, man. I remember like probably like 2010 when like twerking became like a a thing. Like, Yo, you seen like Miss Twerk something? The twerk something? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I forgot about that. That was, yeah, that was on YouTube. Yeah, that was yeah. eye catching. But it's so it's crazy now that like I've been so desensitized to it. Right. You know what I mean? And like to imagine going back. Let's say I go back to my teenage years. Like even in. Even in like the most raunchiest uncut videos, it's rarely like even if in like tip drill, you really don't even see twerking in that video, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's yeah. crazy how far we've come into a point where like the videos they show regularly on on wherever they show videos now. Yeah, they're like they will put yeah. if BET uncut had had them back then, they would have did numbers, but like. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, like, what's, what we got now is so, like, uh, twerking is almost so, like, that's where everybody's so desensitized to it, in a sense, yeah, where it's not yeah, even yeah, like, a, yo, they twerking. Yeah, it's yeah. like, they twerking yeah. again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Real quick, man, just before we go out and get back to the to, to the topic at hand. Yo, yeah, for sure. Um, I was talking to my, because I'm a, you know, I'm an old, like, I listen to a lot of older, old mu- older music. I, a lot of stuff today, I don't know. I went to a wedding. Um, I was in a wedding the other day uh, or a couple weeks ago from my, one of my other childhood best friends. I was a groomsman. And like there was this thing they did during the reception where like the bridesmaids and the groomsmen got on the dance floor to this one song and everybody was singing along to it. And I'm over here like, yo, what the f- like, what is this? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I said as to say this is that like I listen to a lot of older music. Right. And my grandmother, who's in her 80s, was telling me that like when my dad, when our parents were coming up, you know, the temptations were considered, you know, raunchy. Oh. Smokey Robinson was considered raunchy. Frank Sinatra that. at that point <laughs> was considered. And like, I listened to Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Nat King Cole. You know what I mean? I listened to all these guys all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I say that to say that like, okay, Times are just changing, but we're at the point now where how much worse can it get? <laughs> no, really, though. <laughs> really, though. Because really I'm do. a grown man. Let me rephrase this I'm a grown heterosexual man. And even the stuff that I see, I'm like, damn. Like when that WAP video came out, I was like, okay. Yeah. One side of me was like, mm. the other side was like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? No, you re- know? Really, so, though. Really, though, man. With it's, the kids. It's wild. The kids now, it's just—I mean, I don't know—I don't know how we got on that topic. Just, you know, we just be talking. This is, yeah. We got off topic, but go, going back to the uh, to the topic at hand, what you were talking about, um, uh, how you met Day and how you know you got y'all got married and stuff. Yeah, let me ask you a question, man. So, like, you're only you're only one of a handful of brothers that I've had on here who married with kids, 
And, you know, I'm all the other dudes that I've had on that have been married have spoke so highly of their wives and, you know, about how, like, they've helped with the support to get them to where they are now, you know, only because I don't really know day like that, because I know all the other guys and their wives, like, can you say the same? You know what I mean? Like how they has helped you because y'all met essentially when y'all were kids. I mean, yeah. think about it. Like, yeah. you know, we ain't had no responsibilities. We didn't, but we grown now. So I guess like, how would you, how, how does that progression look like, you know, from when, when y'all initially met to like how your life has changed? Cause I remember you said a few moments ago, it was one of the best decisions you've ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the funny thing about it, uh, they actually got me like my first real job out of college, which is crazy. Really? So, yeah. Um, so having somebody who is well-respected, you know, um, having a woman who's very well-respected, it, it can make a difference. So right. uh, when I was when I was still in school, I was working at the bank and mm-hmm. I was a I wasn't a teller. I was like a what they considered a branch sales support representative. So I was helping people open bank accounts, business accounts, whatever. Boom. So I thought I was doing all right. I got to a point where like I'm done with this. Like I'm, you know, there's not no future here. Right. Um she was teaching within the county and she had a really great relationship with one of the vice principals um in the county. She was like, hey, my husband's looking to get into teaching. So no questions asked. He's like, just have your husband send me the resume. So I sent my resume in. And I started off as a long-term sub. After that year ended, I ended up becoming a teacher. You know what I mean? Um, so like oh. literally off the strength of her just being a, a reputable character, uh, I was able to even just get my foot into the teaching door. And that's kind of what I wanted to do for five years. Ended mm-hmm. up doing it for six. So it worked out for me. Um, but uh, I mean, she she's definitely, definitely um, a great motivator in that aspect. And it's not even her having to say anything. Um, what I always goes back to for me is that I asked you to marry me. I, you know, I pretty much said, hey, I want to take care of you. So like in every aspect, in that aspect, this is like I got to do better simply because I want to provide you a life of peace. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. But she definitely makes me better in that aspect because she calls me out on stuff. Um, she holds mm-hmm. me accountable. She mm-hmm. holds me accountable, man. And I feel like uh, for both of us, we kind of uh, in, agreed that divorce is not an option. So I tell people a lot of times that like being in a committed relationship, if divorce is not an option in that aspect, it's like being in therapy. You're in constant reflection of who you are. And you're constantly reflecting on how you reacted to someone and re- reflecting on how you can be a better person at that aspect, how to be unselfish. You know what I mean? So uh, I've yeah. grown a lot. Because before I don't, I didn't. I was a horrible communicator, man. Um, mm-hmm. I think a part of that just growing up in 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 the society we grew up in, men not really having the space, the safe space to you know express themselves, and then, uh, you know, I I didn't grow up in a in a household in which I felt like it was a safe space to share kind of what you felt in that aspect. Right. So I always right. internalized everything, but being with her has helped me be you know a better communicator and ultimately, you know, just motivated to be a better husband. And that's kind of always what I wanted to be was I never really had dreams of, you know, a dream job. It was always, I always want to be a great father, a great husband. Mm-hmm. She's, holding me, she's holding me to that. And I, and, yeah. I, and I love it. Yeah. That's um the same thing. My boy said, you know, on uh, my man, Nick on the last episode where, you know, we didn't really, he didn't really, talk about dream careers or how much money he wanted to make. And this, that, and the third is like, man, I've always wanted to be a dad. I've always wanted to be a father, um, you know, which is to me to hear a black man say, to hear a man period, but especially a black man say that is always, you know, a wonderful thing. And it sucks, man, that we live in a society where it's always like a surprise when you see a black man taking care of his responsibilities and taking care of his family and taking care. One of my favorite movies is, uh, the Godfather. Right. And, uh, so when, uh, Vito Corleone, uh, was talking to, um, the, uh, I forgot his name inside the movie. Alfredo. Uh, no, 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 no. The singer. Um, Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Johnny something. Um, whose character was actually based after Frank Sinatra, by the way. But we ain't gonna get into no movie history. 
<laughs> and he asked him, he goes, do you spend time with your family? And the guy goes, yes, Godfather. He goes, good, because a man that doesn't spend time with his family is no man at all. You know what I mean? And, you know, I grew up in a household where my father took, you know, spending time with his family very seriously. You know what I mean? So I always, you know, have the utmost respect for men who talk that way. You know what I mean? And who want to do that. And you also touched on something that's real dope, man, I too, is is the motivation to want to be better um, yeah. because of, you know, your family and because of your woman and because of your kids. And like, you know, uh, I'm not going to talk too much about, you know, my lady because we hell, we had a whole episode. But, <laughs> um, you know, that's one thing I always say to her all the time is like, you know, sometimes, man, you know, life get tough. Life be lifing. You know what I mean? But yeah, <laughs> life gets, you know, life gets tough, man. And, you know, we're, we're ever so reminded of that. But when you got somebody who believes in you, depending on you, and, and you know, we can kind of get away from the romance at this point. You know, it's just people in your corner. You know what I mean? That, that, that support you, you know? Yeah. You want to give up, you know what I'm saying? You want to be like, man, it's this, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this, but well, you know, you got people in your circle, you got people in your corner that's supporting you, that rooting for you. Hell, some may be dependent on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to You got to keep it going. So <clears throat> going back to the romance, because that what I just said, I believe applies to just life in general. But, you know, I tell my girl all the time, like, you know, what I mean, this is the reason why I want to one of the reasons why I want to make it to the point where I'm at. Don't get me wrong. God has brought us a lot. Me, you. A long way, (laughs) a long way, you know, and, um, you know, sometimes like, you know, like I'll have a relate, like I have a relationship with God to the point now where like, I can just even, I can just think about the things that he's brought me through. You know what I mean? I get watery eyed, you know what I mean? Then I think about the things that he will bring me through and still get watery eyed. Um, I say that to say this is that like, there's always room for improvement. There's always room for growth. And, you know, I tell my girl all the time, like, you know, what I mean, the reason one of the reasons why I want to make it is so I can provide you not only like, you know, with the mod. I mean, yeah, it's nice. I am somebody that like likes doing nice things for my lady, like buying her stuff, you know, doing all like the, the superficial things or whatever. But, you know, like you said, peace, you know, what I mean, because yeah. you and I both know what a what what the absence of peace feels like (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean so it's like ah man like and i I, i've uh peace is is just one of those things you know you can't buy you know what i mean you can be having you know i know you got little ones you know they they can be going daddy daddy making all this noise we can have all this outside noise going but like if you ain't got internal peace man you know and up until two years ago, you know what I mean? I didn't know what that really was. You know what I mean? And it sounds like you found that, you yeah. know, with your lady. And we find it in different ways, though. Some people find us find it through romance. Some of us find it through our occupation. Some of us find it through our spirituality. Um, there's no better way than the other one. You know what I mean? Right. But like to to know who Aaron was you know, as that, you know, how old, 17, 18 year old kid to now talking to this grown man who got a wife and three children. And uh, you just said, I don't really have a dream job. I don't, I just want to be a good husband and a good father. Cause at the end of the day, when God calls you to check up out of here, that is what you will be remembered by. No, really though. Really though. Yeah. Really though. I think, I think that's important to, 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 to marinate on that. Yeah. Because uh, I was talking to my line brother, Jawan, uh, a couple of weeks back about, you know, just death and how death is weird in that aspect. Like, you know, people spend their whole entire lives trying to mean something. But four generations pass. I was telling them, like, I couldn't I can't name my great grandmother's father. I don't even know him by name. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and we try to we try so hard to 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 be, you know, this this name. And some people have that ability to be famous or infamous, or whatever. But that generation that comes after you. That's all that matters is right in front of you is is right. making sure that they're healthy, they're happy, and everything else will take care of itself. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, our ancestors, man, they had it tough. You know, yeah. I mean? they had a hard time, and you know, and it's kind of I was um 
you know, just talking to my lady today about how I'm glad that we're a part of the generation that is, is standing up for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? In, in so many aspects, because the previous generations didn't do that, I don't think. I mean, they did. Don't get me wrong. They did. Yeah, they did. They, they did. did. But in certain aspects, when it comes to like mental health, you know what I mean? Right. For that, you know, it sounds like you had to grow up fast because, you know, you had all these eyes looking at you because of your father's occupation. But right. now within this, this, uh, your ripe old age of 30, 31, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you finally got, you, you finally got that piece. So yeah, yeah that's dope. Dog. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, man. So, uh, what else is going on in life, man? You know, as far as things with, uh, you know, day and the kids and, you know, other, uh, I like hearing about people's life lessons and things that they, Oh learned. man. Yeah. Things that I learned. You know, the funny thing that I learned, man, is that, like you just said earlier, that um, people find peace in different things. Right. Um, I kind of I grew up seeing the world one way um, and thinking that that was the way to find peace. Everybody needs to do this. This is the way to find peace. And it's like you said, this generation is standing so much up, standing up for themselves in so many ways. That's one thing I've learned, man, is, is just saying that everybody's peace looks different. Um, so like, even with my wife, when we first got married, you know, I used to say, I can't wait till we become a family. And she's like, we're a family now. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, kids and all, everything, <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> you know, little did I know then is that slow down, enjoy the moment. Um, yeah. my kids are wonderful. Um, but being able to genuinely spend time with the one you love, there's no better feeling um, than that, um, you know, uh, it's it's crazy because I, I tell people a lot of times that 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 the dynamic of the relationship truly changes when you have kids, um, simply because of the fact that you become you get in dad mode, you get in mom mode, and it's it's hard after you've met the needs of you know a growing child all day. It's hard then to uh, be selfless again for someone else. So. Finding the time to prioritize that is vitally important. And that's one thing I re- definitely realized, man, is that um, that you know, I, you know, what I realize even though I love, I love my kids, I love my life. I'm not saying that I don't love what I where I am right now. What I'm saying is that I tell all the time, you were enough. You were mm-hmm. enough. You know what I mean? And I think I think people need to hear that more often. Yeah. Um, um, because I think even even if it's not kids, if it's like we just need to, I just can't wait for us to get a house or I just can't wait for us to get a car. It's like, you know, all that superficial stuff aside is the person with enough. And I feel like that's one thing I've learned a lot is just being satisfied with the right now, because yeah. looking constantly looking forward, it puts you in a rat race that you'll never finish. Yeah, you'll never finish. Yeah, it's always what's next. Always yeah. what's next. Nah, man. Uh, the whole living in the moment. Um, I'm learning how to do that, uh, and I've I've always struggled with three things: looking into the past, looking back at the past, looking into the future, and overthinking both. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I've always struggled with that, but recently, uh, I've learned started to learn to like just just enjoy the right now um one of the pastors man that i listened to um he's a he's a dope dude uh reverend uh dr philip pointer out of uh, little rock arkansas man he gave um this sermon a few probably about a month ago but it was called um stop being so strong and it was about how you know us as humans we try to like basically you know we try to be strong we try to fight our own battles and stuff like that you know and he was saying one of the things that we have to understand is that one we don't have the power to fight our own battles and then two you know we got to learn to live in the moment and it was crazy when i watched this because like bear with me because a little while before recently before i watched that sermon me and my lady was talking and i was like man I got a theory that like some people be going on vacation strictly to just flex on other people because you're taking so many videos, so many pictures. <laughs> like, are you even enjoying the damn vacation? Like, you know what I mean? You're so, making all these reels and making all this stuff. Like, 
you know, and I understand that, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words, yada, yada, Mm -hmm. yada. But okay, we're in the social media age now. And I feel like people strictly like book flights and plan vacations and think about the shit they're going to post on Instagram before they even get to the daggone vacation spot. So I say that to say this is that I'm listening to this sermon and he starts going into how like, you know, the devil basically like will use super things that you think are important, but are actually superficial against you. Meaning, in other words, that you're so pressed on showing people what you're doing and you're taking pictures of this and you're doing that. Like the devil, be enemy, devil, whatever you want to call it, Satan, the 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 demons, whatever, you know, the universe, whatever, whatever you want to call it. They see that and I'm like, OK, that is what that is what they're about. That's what they're making themselves about. So something will come into your life where it will take that away. And now what do you mm. You know what I mean? Right. Like we know what the beach look like. We know what the water looks like. <laughs> you know, That's you ain't got to keep, you know what I mean? Doing that, like enjoy life for what it is. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. I was just talking about that because my lady, she's someone that travels all the time. She just came back mm-hmm. from Columbia, the country, not Columbia. Right. America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the cocaine capital of the world. Right. Columbia. Medellin. Yeah. Yeah, a cartonega, whatever. Oh, you know, I was scared to death for her to go over there. I said, "Who vacations to Colombia?" Like, you know, Son, r- really? Yeah, <laughs> you know. But um, we were, I was, we were, ta- we were talking about not the Colombia trip, but just in general, how some people like do things. And I was just using vacation as an example, but some people do things that are that they pride themselves on things that won't matter after you leave here. You know what I mean? You know, and it's like, Mm -hmm. man, what you have with day, what you have with your kids, man, you know, no amount of money can buy that. You know what I mean? No amount of money can replace that, you know? And like, I feel like it's important, like you said, for people to hear, like what you say, you're enough, you're enough. You know what I mean? And it's like, people are, it's important for people to understand Okay, we all like nice things. We all like this. We all like that. We all like this. But there's so much stuff in life that matters, dog. Well, more stuff that matters, I should say. You know. Um, and yeah, you know, God wants us to have nice things. That's the truth. Sure. But it's like, you know, that's where the whole idolatry thing comes into play because it's like, all right, now you worshiping like, you know, <laughs> stuff. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, what yeah. you gonna do, man, if your house go up in flames or you get robbed or God forbid anything like that, you know? And to make it worse is that you're only doing it to flex on other people, which is, that is, a. I mean, people have been showing off for eons, but yeah. I feel like social media has just made it such an issue where like, you know, people strictly do things to just show off to people and it's like dog i promise you that 99 percent of the people that you're doing this in front of don't care no no they don't they Mm -hmm. don't they don't i had to realize that myself man i remember when i when i first had my oldest i used to post her a lot like me interacting with her and a lot and it was just like i didn't look back at my reason for doing it you know what i mean am i doing this because like i'm really a good dad or I'm doing this because I want people to see that I'm a good dad. You see what I'm saying? Right. And right, it almost right. became like I was, it was I was on the Cosby show. Like I was trying to film a Cosby. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I was yeah. trying to film. You know what I mean? And it's like, in in that aspect, it, it it took out the genuineness of the of the acts. So like you look yeah. at like a lot of times my stories now. Like I rarely post my life. If that makes any sense? Because I'm I try to be more. Unscripted, not unscripted, but like you know what I mean. I don't need, I don't need that validation. You know what I mean? Yeah, it took, exactly. it took a long time for me to get there because you can get caught up in that. You can definitely get caught up in that. You can, man. You can. The validation, is, and we all did it. You know, I know. I strictly, yeah. man. You know, um, we always joke. People always joke around. They're like, "Oh my god, Facebook from ten years ago." I used to say the dumbest <laughs> stuff. Dog, I used to say the dumbest stuff two years ago. Like, you, no, you know really. what I mean? Like, sure. I'm looking at, like, you know, when Instagram and stuff brings up your past stories, I'm like, damn, dog. Like, it's kind of like, you know, just embarrassing because I'm like, well, I really posted <laughs> this to get a reaction. And this was only two years ago. 
Like I would right. never post anything like that now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. just like when my commercials started, um, when I was uh, heavy in voice acting before I got into radio, like when my commercials got on, because I had a few joints that got on TV, which was dope, you know. And I just I look at the captions that I would put. And I'm like, damn, did I really say that? Like, don't get me wrong. Having hearing your voice on TV is dope. But like, I would say stuff like, oh, yeah, y'all not doing this. And this, that, and the third. I'm on TV. <laughs> y'all slept on me. Like, what? Like, yo, <laughs> I don't care what anybody thinks of me now, dog. I'm out yeah. here doing great things. We out here doing big things, man. You know, and it's like, I'm just, com- I'm just, I'm just content and happy on where I am. You know what I mean? What I am doing, my career, my passion, my dream job. Like, you know, yeah, it's still cool to drive down, drive down the road and hear yourself, hear my name on the radio and this, that, and the third. It's even more dope to hear other producers and hosts say your name on the radio, whatever. But I'm not out here going, oh, yeah, y'all hear that? That's me. That's me. And I'm like, yo, like, and that was only a couple years ago, dog, because I was in a bad space where I needed that validation. You know what I mean? You know what's funny about that, though, man? Like, I'm not even trying to gas you up. I remember you you posting like transparency posts a couple, you know, probably, probably a year ago, uh-huh. you know, about where you were mentally, blah, 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 how you didn't feel like, you know, you, you know, whatever. And it's right. like, dang, like, it's weird that how as, as humans, we can focus on the shortcomings that no one sees. In instance, right. so like for me, like if, I, if someone ever mentioned Spencer, your name, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm speaking good things about you. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, you're one of the few guys that are like, like even at work. I'm always bragging about people I used to go to school with. You're one of them. You know what I mean? Like, dope, someone's man. like, hey, we need a project done. You know, you guys know anybody who has a good voice? I'm like, yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about it is, like, it's crazy because, like, we get we get caught up in a lot of those things where, like, we need that validation. We don't realize that there's so many people who, who think we're valid. You know what I mean? Right. Like, even, right. like, if you did nothing, bro, like, I'm saying nothing, like, professionally, like the person you are, regardless of what your your title is, your accolades, like you're a decent guy. You know what I mean? So like yeah. it's always interesting for me to see people not be able to see what other people see in them. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, it's, it's weird yeah, how, yeah, how it can yeah. get like that. Yeah. No, man, I, I definitely appreciate that, dog. And, you know, you kind of like inspired me to tell this story that I, I wasn't going to tell anybody, but I feel like it kind of needs to be told because um, it, it's it's about what you just said how sometimes that and another pastor I listened to was Bishop Dale Brown out of Atlanta. And he was talking about this. He was talking about this, about how you sometimes you can be going through hell and then other people, you know, will see you as an inspiration. And uh, these last couple of weeks kind of been trying, man, you know, for reasons I'm not going to get into right now. Uh, and, the, and the one thing, one of the only things that I've had aside, you know, from my lady and my family is like my faith to kind of keep me going. And, you know, so I recently moved and, you know, so I was moving out. I was moving under circumstances that like, and I ain't going to get into it, but I was like, damn, I got to move this and the third. And so, you know, the movers come in. It's the last story I'm going to tell before we wrap this joint up. Uh, Like I said, it's way past my bedtime. (laughs) Um, So the movers come in three dudes, cool as a mug, whatever. And so, you know, I, I wasn't really helping them move my stuff out. I was just kind of like taking my own stuff out to the trash, whatever. And so one of the dudes was like, yo, bro, are you a football player? And I was like, nah, <laughs> nah, I haven't played football in over 12 years. Like, you know. <laughs> So he was like, oh, man, you know, I see you in shape, man. Look like you be working out. I was like, yeah, nah, I just had kind of like a little health scare, you know, a um, couple years ago, and I just decided to, you know, take my health seriously, you know, working out, eating right. He goes, oh, man, that's what's up. He went about his business. I went back up, you know, doing what I had to do. So he comes in. I'm sweeping up. We're almost done. I'm sweeping up. And this was this happened two weeks ago. Um, I'm sweeping up my bedroom, you know, getting every last little stuff up. Old boy comes in there and he goes, hey, what's up, bro? Can I talk to you for a second? I was like, yeah, would y'all break something? <laughs> so he was like, <laughs> he was like, nah, nah, man. It's just something I feel like, you know, I had to, I had to tell you. I was like, man, what's up? Like, you know, and I'm looking at my gun on this other side of the room and I'm like, damn, I can't get to that joint. Cause what's this dude about to say? Like, 
right. know what I mean? Like, right, right. And he was like, man, like, you know, I, I know this is probably going to sound weird. I don't know if you're a spiritual person. And I was like, no, nah, I am. You know, I'm a believer. And he was like, well, you know, I just believe I have a gift, man, and I can hear from God. And, like, I feel like you're going through something. And I can tell it sounds, it looks like you're going through something right now. You just look very tired. You look very weary. But, you know, if you're praying, man, I'm telling you that, like, God hears you. You know, and everything that you're going through right now, you know what I mean? It's going to it's going to be all right. And Aaron, when I'm telling you, I looked at this. This is a true story, dog. I'm, I still get chills t- like telling you this right now. It's a true story. And I was like, this dude has no idea who I am, what I'm going through. But he just says something where it speaks to my same exact situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I was just taken back, man. You know, we end up rapping for like a few more minutes. You know, and I dapped him up, gave him my card, man. You know, I was like, man, look, you know, I got this podcast, dog, this, you know, talk. I got people on there. They come on there talking about, like, overcoming perseverance. Because he was telling me about his story, too. You know, he was homeless at one point. You know what I mean? Well, almost homeless. And now he just bought his first house. He got his girl. He got a kid. Like, you know what I mean? I said, man, I love to have you on. His name is Devontae Harris, dog. And I don't never put... Nobody's full name out there, but I feel like this story just is. I wasn't going to say anything. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Because I remember when I first told my lady this, like right after it happened, you know, and she said something that, and this is another reason, you know, why I love it to death is because she was like, you know, God talks to us in ways that he knows we can only hear him. You know, he ain't going to talk to me like he'll talk to Aaron. That's you know dope. what I mean? He ain't going to talk to Aaron. Even though you married today, he ain't going to talk to her like he's going to talk to you. You know, and I can recount several different situations where God has spoken to me through people. You know, Uh, some people get it through the Bible. Some people get it through music. Some people get it through therapy, whatever. But with me, that because I'm like, what are the chances, man? You know what I mean? That this dude comes up to me and says this. And he also said, man, I just got to leave out by saying you one of my biggest inspirations. And here I am. I don't want to say going through hell because I know what hell looks like. It wasn't that. Right. Like, you know what I mean? But right. here I am kind of like being a little down in the dump about stuff that's going on that I know is only temporary, man. You know what I mean? Whatever. Um, but the fact that, like, you can be down in the dump about something, but you can still be a blessing to somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel yeah. like that is part of what life is about. So when I see cats on social media, like, that's why I chilled out with all the, oh, yeah, y'all ain't doing this. Because it's like, I can't, like, I, I don't even know why I was wilding like that. You know what I mean? Because, right, right. like, what I do, and now it's the complete opposite. Like, my lady be like, yo, you too damn mom now. Like, <laughs> yo, you, right, you, can, you right. can accept some compliments, man. Because I, I was on the phone with her the other day, and I was at the station. I was hosting an afternoon shift doing traffic weather, all that. And she overheard a conversation where one of the uh, the directors came in there with a with a listener, and apparently on the phone she was like, "Oh my God, I love your voice! You know, I'm such a fan. And that's all appreciated. Thank you." And then my girl's like, "That's all you won't say?" I'm like, "Man, what? I'm chilling, you know." Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm on the, I'm on the other side yeah. of the spectrum, dog. So nah. yeah, man, humbling is uh, we all need that humility, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of caught in between, man. I'm caught in between of uh, I so I'm 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 always the biggest hype man, man. I love to see people win, so I, I love being a hype man in a sense. And I always tell like my students or whoever, like you know, sometimes being humble is overrated. And I be telling right. you, like sometimes you gotta talk your stuff, yeah, because you know, you gonna, gonna live your life and people gonna talk down on you, right, all the time. Right. You know, what I mean, you gonna be the only one that speaks up to you. So like, you know, yeah. I love. I love seeing the success stories, man. So I, I'm caught in between in that in that aspect. Like me personally, yeah. I'm not gonna be the person to broadcast my my W's. You know what I mean? But someone else's. Yeah. Oh man, I love I love a good, good victory, man. You know I mean, yeah, so like, yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, man, yeah. I, I definitely feel that, man. Um, you know, for when it come to me, you know what I mean. I'm I'm chilling, but when it come to yeah. other people, I'm like, yo, yo, man, yo, check my man, check my man's. You know what I mean? Cool. Da, 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 da. But nah, man, we're going to get up out of here, dog, because uh, I'm tired. It's late. It may it may be early to you, but no. Uh, yeah. nah. <laughs> it's been a long day, man. It's been a long day. Uh, so we, me and Aaron both, uh, uh, KA Psy and 5 Beta Sigma is tired. 
<laughs> we are tired. But real quick, man, I definitely appreciate you for coming on, man. Um, you know, I'm really honored, really, dog, that, you know, we held this friendship for this long. You know what I mean? And that, that we're both alive and well for us to be able to do this. Um, definitely give your family my regards, even though they don't know me from a can of paint. Hey, girl. Um, you know, so I uh, definitely appreciate you coming on, dog. No, I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, it's man. always love. Yeah. Always, dog. Always. All right, y'all. Thank y'all once again for joining us on another dope or another late episode of the Morally and Intellectually Ingenuous sometimes disingenuous podcast where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous sometimes disingenuous things i don't know what aaron is about to do but i'm about to go upstairs and i'm gonna take me a big old shot of z quill <laughs> and uh i am going to count sheep and study the inside of my eyelids while falling asleep to everybody loves raymond That's hey there we go <laughs> <laughs>